0: Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Mm. Welcome to Birdies
1: and
2: Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Speakeasy Bourbon Club, brought to you by Birdies and Bourbon. Today, we have the one and only dan you want to introduce him
1: mr mickey pinstripe oh yeah welcome back mickey I mean, we loved having you on the show and uh i'm looking forward to this chat today i got a chance to review the latest fight and uh and the the draw you guys had so I want to get a little bit of that for sure <laughs> uh,
2: by, well, by, well, by the way from the bourbon and rye club well, we're <laughs> actually the the bourbon and rye club i guess so uh You'll you'll find me
0: somewhere. It's okay. I <laughs> pop up in the strangest places. Uh, it's good to be, good to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate you know being able to you know share some conversation and some whiskey with you fellas. Like um, this is this is a lot of fun. Like this, you guys got a good podcast as it is. You don't need my help. Uh, and I I just thanks thanks again for letting me come on and, and talk shop with you.
1: Well, we do get a lot of feedback, Mickey, that uh, people love hearing you talk, man. They they, they love your knowledge. Uh, you're definitely very good at educating people in terms of bourbon, uh, which is why you're so successful in your club. And, uh, you know, we really have a great time chatting with you on here. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Cal and I were watching the, the latest fight, and you got us thinking, I mean, with <laughs> much like you, we, we can't wait to try more of this bourbon. This is some really good stuff today.
2: Yes. So, much, so much so I didn't have to buy... The wild, uh, the rare breed rye. I already had it on the shelf and you can see I've I've had a few <laughs> sips of it. It's pretty, it's, it's tasty. It's tasty. It's, it's pre-loved. Yeah. But when I saw, uh, when I saw you and Chris, uh, when you dropped it and I, you know, I'm like going, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, were, were they kidding? And are they going to drop something else on us? And it came, you know, and they're like, nope, here. Hey, it, it's a draw. I'm like, well, shit! I I gotta go for the Pikesville because because uh, <laughs> this stuff is fantastic. I haven't tried the Pikesville yet, so I oh. I waited on that one. So yeah, wait waited on that one. Um, so, you know,
0: we we don't typically have a lot of draws. Uh, we we don't we don't try to not have a draw. Like we really try to just kind of you know uh, give our our opinions and our scores as we go through it. And sometimes we end up in a in a draw like that. And, and I know that the fight fans hate that. As a boxing fan, like nobody likes a draw right because then we all think oh great they just want the rematch for the 30 30 million dollar pay-per-view fight two so that means there's gonna be a fight three like we all know how it goes right Um, we don't we don't deliberately do anything like that we're not intentional with the with the judging uh we just go with what we're feeling on that particular evening you know it's kind of cool because you know if we've had people say hey well why don't you do a tiebreaker like go to the audience or or things like that and it's like it's it just always felt gimmicky yeah um you know because if we go by the betting you know the fake betting that we do up leading up to the fight we usually have a favorite you know going in from the fans right they they know which one they're picking to win so if we go to a tiebreaker it's already a predetermined thing yeah you already know who's winning whoever the favorite was is so it always just felt gimmicky and yeah, you know, the the nice thing about having the occasional draws to be able to remind people it's like hey you could have a really similar palette to a friend and you could still come out a little different on any given night even if you're tasting exactly the same thing in exactly the same way. And so it's not a popular thing to have the the draw but I think it showcases that sometimes you're not going to, you're not going to agree
2: Uh, Just I may have had a few sips already. So just in case we didn't tell people what we were talking about. So um, so the uh, Bourbon and Rye Club and the Urban Bourbonists host a Sunday night fight. And this week uh, they featured or this past Sunday, they featured Pikesville Rye and Rare Breed Rye. And uh, they came out to a draw, so which was again to your point, you know, talking about the uh, you know the fans or the followers and who was picking. I voted. I definitely went uh, Rare Breed Rye one because I haven't had Pikesville, but I'm like going shit. I, I don't know if it's really good. I mean, especially for a rye whiskey, I'm like I don't really think it's going to be any better. It's you know may may not be a shoe in, but I'm like eh, it's probably going to come out ahead. I, I would imagine because I haven't you know. And you guys talked it. You know, I mean, it's uh, this. It, it was a reoccurring theme and. It's, you know, this stuff is overlooked. It's, uh, you know, t- typically, right? I mean, by most people, I mean, it's just not, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't say it's poor marketing necessarily. It's just, it doesn't have that, uh, you know, wild turkey, Jim Beam, uh, Sazerac. I mean, it doesn't have that label behind it, I guess, that you're thinking, oh, let me go grab that off the shelf because it's a big name, you know?
0: I, I would actually posit that Pikesville suffers from having no marketing at all. Like when when is the when have you ever gone into a bar and gone into the bathroom and seen a Pikesville sign on the <laughs> no, wall? Never. 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 But there's always a beam or a Jack Daniels or yeah. something, right? There's always something somewhere. Uh, Pikesville has nothing. I've never seen a poster. I've never seen a sign. I've never seen a you know a Glen Cairn <laughs> or anything with the Pikesville logo. Right.
3: Um,
0: and it's and it's got a beautiful label. I was looking,
2: think, yeah, I'm just yeah. comparing the two, and I mean, other than the turkey on here, I mean, I would say that the label's good. I mean, I like the old Rick House. I guess it's you know that's in the or the distillery that's in the picture. I mean, it's a good-looking label, 110 proof. I mean, I, I don't know why it would be off-putting, but
0: yeah, I I still to this day don't understand. I know <laughs> Pikesville's only been around about maybe five six years, but uh, it's an old storied brand that you know was kind of resurrected from the dead yeah, you know, and Heaven Hill decided they were going to to put it out uh, but it really doesn't have a lot of doesn't have a lot of juice in the in the in the whiskey world where people are just like super gung-ho about it It's just not something that gets a lot of attention It's a bummer because it's real good.
2: Well, have, heaven hill-esque right i mean that's kind of mm-hmm. there it's like this uh, you know make make good juice and uh let it sit there until somebody figures it out
1: and the price points on these cal is pikes was coming in like like ten dollars cheaper than the other one right
2: so i just uh, i bought it at the liquor store down the street and, and just so you i mean i bought like a weller full Proof the other day for uh uh, a not marked up price at all, so that just to show you know these guys, they're 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 good guys. And I think I paid like sixty bucks give or take for it. so and and the the rare breeds about the same give or I mean, I would say they're within four or five dollars of each other on their shelf, so
0: yeah, it's gonna depend on where you live too. Like yeah. some places, like you can find it for thirty nine bucks, which is stupid, right? I mean, it's you're stealing it for thirty nine bucks. But then you're going to find it up priced up to sixty, depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and the rare breed, from what I've seen, has been pretty much in that fifty-five to sixty range yeah. for the most part. I haven't seen it too much higher, too much lower. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah and I'm in one of those little artsy fartsy areas of Atlanta, so you know it's going to be the it's going to be the premium <laughs> uh, premium markup. You know, it's like oh yeah, they, they, they'll pay for it.
0: <laughs> so you know, we uh, w- since we've been doing uh, Sunday night fights, we've always wanted to put Pikesville in a fight. Back from the very earliest days, because Chris and I are big fans of that rye whiskey, but we could never quite put it in a weight class with something else that made sense. So I know some people have said, Well, why don't you just put it up against the six year Willet, you know, family estate? And it's like, Well, hey, that's great. Um, if you could find a six year Willit family right. estate. Right. Look, right. I actually have some Willet six years because I'm a I'm a Willet fanatic. But most people can't just go get those, and even I couldn't. I've had to work really hard to locate those, and even even when you find them, you're never paying fifty or sixty bucks for it. It's always going to be always north of one hundred and fifty,
2: right? So I've got some as well. And to the point, I mean, just in the spirit of Sunday night fights, it's about hey, you should be able to walk in and find it. It should be reasonable. You can do your own taste test at home, you know, with your. uh, with your pals and 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 there you go right i mean it's uh, if you're not playing along you can play along later kind of thing so
0: right and that's exactly what we've always wanted for this so we could never we've never found anything that came close to pikesville and proof and age that would play nice there was always craft whiskeys that were two three years old that came in around 110 but that was no contest because pikesville was always going to be better so when rare breed rye was announced. You know, Chris and I were conspiring. We're like, "Oh man, I hope it comes out at some point soon, so we can get that into a fight." And then it came down to like we decided we wanted to do it, but then we were worried, like, "Well, God, it's still not available in every state yet." But it was a fight we really wanted to do, so we did it anyway. And you know, people will people will find Rare Breed Riot at some point in their local area because it's a permanent addition yeah. to the lineup. So this is not a unicorn. It's not like E. H. Taylor for Buffalo Trace where get it now or you'll never get it like this is going to be on shelves permanently That's so right. this is it just seemed like the right time to do it and honestly we were we've been dying to do it
2: for so long we just had to mm-hmm. yeah well i mean you you know you, you picked it spot on right i mean you, you head to head and
0: uh it's so close that? it's That's close it. on price it's close on age it's close on proof yeah like it's everything we like about it um, I do wish it had been a little bit more available because again, not everybody had the chance to, to to pick it up before the fight. But at least they were paying attention and you know throwing in their opinions and asking questions about it too. So it was it was a good fight.
2: Yeah, what so I mean, you had a good showing on that, and I know you know hopefully uh, your fans as well as ours are listening and uh, maybe you know may- behind the scenes if it's fair. Um, but you know, like you know, in smelling these two. Uh, like the, I think i made a comment to you at some point in time, maybe probably multiple comments, but I made a decent (laughs) comment at least. Uh, and and I'm not saying like fair, I just mean not vulgar, (laughs) but, um, that rare breed. I mean, to me, that thing is like, I mean, literally like I just put a piece of double mint gum in my mouth from the time it hits my mouth until the time I swallow. And then like now I haven't tasted the Pikesville yet. I'm going to take some water because I've still like my mouth's just exploding with spearmint, 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 which I I I like. Uh, it's it's almost which, like which it, is it,
0: weird because that's usually my preference too. Like yeah. I usually like if it's got mint in it, like uh, sign me up. Like I'm good to go. Um, you know, on that particular night, it just didn't quite hit home the way Pikesville did.
2: Yeah, I'm but thinking I, it, if Jen was a rye, it would be uh, rare breed rye. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a really actually a really good take well, on that.
1: Well, Chris is from Chicago. And yep. this rare breed, to Cal's point, it's like putting double mint gum in your mouth. It needs to be the official wi- uh, bourbon of Wrigley Field. Oh,
2: Wrigley Fields. Oh, yes.
0: Definitely, yes. Yeah, for sure. The rare breed rye should be the official whiskey of
2: the Cubs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. I love so, uh, it. Uh, yeah, it, it, we, I'd plug them right away, man.
0: Yeah, uh, nicely, nicely done. <laughs> this is not a sponsored podcast, is it? <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. We could be cup fans, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll take that Wrigley Cubs money, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're working on. So, so you've had—is uh, this the first bottle of rare breed rye for you, or you've had uh, a yeah. you've had a few first bottle? Yeah, yeah, it's my first bottle
0: of it. I've this is also a well loved bottle at mm. this point. Okay. <laughs> so, um,
2: so are you getting anything uh, – well, there's a few things i want to talk about um, and get some questions. So there were some comments coming over from uh, uh, some of your uh, – the fight fans the other night. And I don't know if it was about this, but some people were talking about corks and such. And I know that, that the uh, the wild turkey uh, rare breed, it's kind of – got glued on versus the Pikesville. It's like a solid cork all the way through. And some people were talking about uh, like cork taint or cork – Cork taint, like, sure. Yeah, cork taint. Yeah, and, and I, I mean I'm equating that to like uh, like wine, right? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't experienced that with liquor yet.
0: So yeah, uh, there there's always a thing that comes over from the wine world of keep your corks wet. Mm. Uh, that is not true with liquor. <laughs> the higher the higher proof, uh, the higher proof stuff. If you leave it tilted on its side, keeping that that cork wet, it will rock that cork eventually. Um, and you'll see some pictures on the internet that looks like the cork is mildewed out. Uh, it looks super disgusting. And that, that is, that's, that's high proof alcohol just destroying the cork over time. Uh, wine is a little bit different because the lower proof and you know, you want to keep that cork wet and it's fine, but definitely don't do it with liquor. So, I mean, I, I see people sometimes with wine cabinets and things like that, and they've got alcohol in there and I'm like, Oh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. don't keep your pappy like that no <laughs> just
2: don't hey I'll, you know, I'll be right i'll be right back
1: in <laughs> in for, for cork taint you're you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna solve the cork taint issue by keeping your wine on the side versus not on the side it's gonna be because it's infected coming out of the the, the winery right so, so you, you, you yeah, it's, it's sure. not about whether it's wet or not it's not gonna do it there's there's wineries out there that will inspect all their cork before they actually ship it or before they actually bottle it to make sure it doesn't have cork taint the one the, the, the really high one's ones will do that just to make sure that's not on there. So, but yeah, don't, don't, to Nikki's point, don't do that for sure. <laughs> yeah,
3: don't do that. Uh,
0: the, the interesting thing, like, so a uh, rare breed, uh, the bourbon in particular, obviously it's my first one of their rides, but I've gone through many of the rare breed bourbons. The corks typically don't survive. Um, it's a, because it's a thin neck on the bottle. The cork is thin. It's got the big topper. Uh, it does pop nicely but I think it's just if you, if you use it a lot, some of us do, <laughs> uh, you, end up, you end up stressing that cork out and you break them. Um, you know, so just be careful with your rare breed corks as you're popping bottles. Uh, they are not built to last.
3: Interesting. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: you uh, guys so- were mentioning that on the show, the difference between the different corks and all that. And synthetic, do not go synthetic, right?
0: <laughs> so you know, I used, to, I, I used to be a staunch traditionalist when it came to cork. Uh, like if it didn't have cork, it was crap. Uh, if it was a twist off, it was crap. Uh, you know, and if it had synthetic, oh, that was the worst. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of us keep our whiskey a lot longer than we used to, uh, as especially as people develop bigger selections or collections. Uh, in that regard, I'm actually a fan of the synthetic cork because it will stand the test of time and you won't have to worry about you know, the cork you know, drying out or breaking, disintegrating in your bottle. You have a couple of older wax top Willets and those corks are questionable. And uh, so what I've done is I've actually replaced them with the synthetic Willet tops. Uh, it doesn't look as nice. It, you know, it looks kind of hokey. But I also know that those are some bottles I probably have at least another decade. And I know that with the synthetic cork, there's not going to be any air getting in or out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So and pick, in theory, you- the twist tops are the best because they let nothing in or out. So,
2: right, yeah, you get a good seal on that for sure. Yeah. Yep. So, you getting anything else out of the? Uh, so, since you you just opened the other night, I think right on Sunday, you uh, you getting anything new out of this? I, I'm not revisiting the fight. I'm just wondering, like, out of you know the since you've. Uh, you know, you, you tasted it and you got your initial response. Are you getting anything new out of this one that, that might be a little yeah, different?
0: Yeah, so I had a, I had a couple of glasses of the rare breed uh, last night uh, as a, as just kind of a wind down thing. And it, you know, it does it once a bottle opens up, uh, it does change a little bit after you've after you've cracked it. And it doesn't change a ton, but you start to pick out different notes the more time you spend with it. And you know, I I I got a I don't usually. Whole cherry out of a turkey rye, maybe a little bit with cornerstone. Um, can you, can you say like that a,
2: again? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, here we go. <laughs> I mean, you said it. I just yeah, no, I did. I, I won't repeat it, but you know, you can remix it like I did. I, su- I suppose. Uh, I, the cherry notes uh, come out. They're a little. They're a little subtle. Uh, a lot less than some other rye whiskeys that are out there, but I, the cherry became a little more noticeable for me after having the bottle open for for a little bit.
2: I'm getting almost like um, you know like the uh, the Christmas time chocolate covered cherries with that syrup in the middle. like if you if you would do like a mint chocolate, a mint dark chocolate wrapped in that uh, shirt, that that syrupy cherry thing, you know that that's kind of like I could if I could package it up in a different package. That's what I be. That's what I get here.
0: That that sounds right to me. And that that's the fun thing about about doing this is like you listen to people and they tell you what they think it is and then you try it and you're like, yeah, I I can get there. Or you're like, damn, I have no idea what this dude is talking about. You know, <laughs> but that's the but that's the fun thing about drinking, you know, whiskey like we do is eventually you'll get there as you start to really focus on the notes you get. Um, and yeah, you know, I hate to sound I hate to sound like a like a tasting snob because I'm really not. Um, I, I think that whatever note you get out of a whiskey, if you like that note, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, like that you can't get you can't get cherry marzipan. Don't worry about it. If you get the caramel and vanilla and that's what you like, awesome. Enjoy it.
2: Yeah. So that, that's a good point. So I, I've drank a lot. I haven't tasted a lot. Um, I, that, that makes sense, right? So, w- I mean, what's, uh, you know, for somebody that's listening that maybe uh, that may be a golfer and, uh, and they've drank a lot, but haven't tasted a lot. Have you got any like tasting one oh one notes of, uh, you know, where, do, where, w- where would I start and how would I ease into tasting without being maybe embarrassed or, uh, afraid to drink a nice, and it could be a scotch. It could be a rum. It could be, I mean, it could be any spirit. I mean, literally the anything. It, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say this: like whatever whatever your go to drink is. Like if you're if you're drinking Dewars and water in a highball glass, and that's and that's what you like, great. So instead of drinking it the way you normally do, put it put it in a snifter. All right. Now I know that it's not a it's not a rocks glass. It's not you know one of these Canadian whiskey glasses that that I that I freaking love the hell out of.
2: But even I got to get one of those, by the way.
0: Well, I mean the one you got's close. Like you you. You can get your nose in there and that's what matters. Uh, but, you know, even like use the glassware that you have at home. If you have a brandy snifter, it's a really good way to experience uh, nosing and tasting rather than drinking. Because I don't know about you, uh, drinking anything quickly out of a brandy glass
2: is tough. Mm. Well, right? it, it, it punches you no matter how strong it is or what the proof is. I mean, you get nothing. I mean, it's like moonshine immediately. Right. Yeah. So,
0: when you're, when you're starting to nose the notes off of, let's say you're like, again, doers or whatever, right? Um, hold the glass farther away until you can't get that alcohol, right? So you get no alcohol at all. When you're getting no burn, be as far away as you can to keep the burn away. And then just gently open your mouth, just pa- open your lips just a little tiny bit and then breathe in. And then what do you get? And if you get nothing, move a little bit closer. (laughs) (laughs) If if, if all you can smell is the dog walking by you, well, you know, you need to get your, get your nose in there a little closer. And eventually you can dig, you can get way in there. You're going to get something. And then if you come out farther, you're going to get different notes and just experiment, try everything. You know, I'm a big fan of sniffing your wrist. Uh, you know, if you wear a watch or anything, it's a good thing to do Sniff your wrist. It gives. It neutralizes your your, your nose, and then go back to it. Yeah. And, and Cal, Cal you spit, your,
1: spit your gum out.
2: <laughs> it's, hey, it's a, I'm, I'm chewing on this liquor, man. It ain't gum.
0: <laughs> you know, there's there's a famous uh, jelly bean test that they do in a lot of whi- you know, whiskey tastings, where they're teaching people how to like learn your nose. You know, hold your nose, put a jelly bean in your mouth, and chew on it. Mm. And all you're gonna get sugar. You're mm. going to taste the sugar. Mm. Let go of your nose. You're going to instantly get all of those notes that were hidden from you because you were closing, you were holding your nose. Right. So if you had a lime jelly belly, all of a sudden you're going to get all the citrusy lime. You know, and it's a really, it's a really cool test
2: to to do.
1: Hey, uh, Mickey, off off topic question, Cal. Allow me one, please. Can I get one? All right, thank maybe, you. Um, maybe, maybe so, if it's a
2: good if it's a good one.
1: So, Mickey, how do you take your coffee in the morning? Or do you drink coffee? Uh, I
0: take, I do. I drink. Uh, Cold brew or um, or espresso, uh, black. Okay. Maybe a splash of coconut milk, maybe, but no sugar at all.
1: Okay. I'm just curious. Yep. You know, I mean, because obviously, Cal, I mean, we, we talked about it offline, but... He and I are coffee snobs. Sounds like you kind of are too, in a way. <laughs> so when when you start tasting these things and you start developing that kind of palate for notes and just the the fun that's a, around that, you kind of do it in different experiences in life in terms of like coffee, wine, food, that kind of thing, right? So I was just or curious we, how you drank your coffee because I'm I'm a pour over guy. I do macchiatos, small macchiatos, that kind of thing. So you know,
2: would you like a small, medium, or large macchiatos? <laughs> I sir? gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually just cancel the order.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so uh
2: so we've quickly yeah. gone into the uh the birdies and grounds mm. session of this one. So yes. uh, you know. yeah, uh, no, but
0: like that that's a really like the, the coffee thing is a really cool tie-in because you know the people that are super into coffee, they they they, they look for notes, right? Like what do you look for? In, in espresso, I look for citrus notes. I like the bitter. I like the bitter dark chocolate notes, but with a lot of citrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, I like dark chocolate notes in my whiskey. Interestingly, I don't really like the citrus as much in my whiskey as I do my espresso. But you start to you can build your palate through food also and go, well, okay, uh, cool. I know certain flavors I really like. I'm probably not going to like that marzipan dessert, right? <laughs> because I don't really care about honey almond. It's not really my thing. Uh, but if i know that i really like you know like dark cherries i like vanilla i like butterscotch caramel like all of a sudden i have a whole range of desserts i could get into mm-hmm. and you know I, I i think it all ties well well together really nicely
1: exactly exactly do you ever um do you ever drink uh, whiskey or bourbon when you're um, eating a steak uh, mickey oh yeah great cleanser yeah, right
0: like- so, yeah. Like in you know, pairing, pairing whiskey, like Peggy you knows Stevens has written a pretty good book about it. Uh, which fork do I use with my bourbon? I, I, <laughs> I could completely be screwing up the, the title of that book. But um, she talks about food pairings quite a bit. Like that's totally her thing. And for me, like, if I'm having like a sweeter, spicier kind of food, I'm, I'm going to go with a rye whiskey, like mm-hmm. a spicy chicken sandwich. I'm going to go with rye because it's going to cut down on the sweetness a little bit. Mm. But if I'm going for like a really good steak that's super savory, I'm going to want like a really high proof older bourbon. Mm. Um, You know, not necessarily a cocktail, but uh, I will will tell you Booker's goes really nice with a ribeye or a T-bone. Like you cannot go wrong with Booker's. Mm.
2: I sent Dan a uh, sample of Little Book. Uh, so oh, he's I do he's have dying that. to get into that. I so. think I
1: might do it next year because I don't have the other bourbon you guys got. So, um, Adam Perry, Adam Perry- a- Lang says the same thing, uh, Mickey. He says, uh, one of the best things to drink a while- everybody, everybody, Historically, right, people will say when you're eating a steak... A red wine like a cabernet something like that right adam perry lang said you can do that but also a bourbon or a whiskey goes fantastic with the steak because it will it'll it'll uh you know correct your palate between the taste and let you kind of just continue to have that same feeling over and over again or whatnot so it's it's pretty pretty interesting what you said about that for sure
0: it's a great thing to do if if you're in vegas or a nice fancy restaurant yeah, look, they're they're gonna jack you up for tourist pricing on the on the glass of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Just do it. You're there, right? Like, mm-hmm. just get that get that good high proof bourbon with your steak, and it'll 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 change the way you look at what you pair your food with. Mm-hmm. Great, great.
2: So I can see um, absolutely. I'm, I'm switching. Uh, Dan, that was a horrible topic. I don't know why you brought it up. I'm getting back <laughs> on track here. Good lord, why would you do something like that? Dan?
1: We're gonna go into. I'm, su- I'm,
2: I'm surprised he hasn't hung up yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey i like talking food and coffee too, no so. no the last time <laughs> he, hey, he just up. can't fi- he just can't figure out where the end button is the, that's la- all. the last
1: he- time we spoke with mickey he said he likes to deep dive on 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 to- know, topics I I he said he off
2: on tangents all day he wants the tangents well hold on yep. L- let me let me go back to something let me go exit before we lose the uh before we lose their listeners that may be listening they're all, on,
1: on all steaks right now ordering steaks
2: pikesville <laughs> oh, pikesville <laughs> like steak. Pikesville (laughs) steaks. Exactly. So I've already, uh, I've been sampling quite a bit. If you can't hear, you will shortly. Um, I can see why this was a draw, but I think that they are, like, I, I, I would say if you like Pikesville, I wouldn't necessarily steer you to the rare breed rye. And vice versa, because I mean, I, th- I've i got like night and day and I didn't uh, get to catch the end. I may have imbibed. I, I just got back from a big golf trip. So uh, I may have <laughs> dipped out a little early and I didn't find out who won. Uh, but I, I had a rough few days. So uh, with the and it was all guys that um, uh, what everybody's got like two or three kids except for me. And uh, it was uh, let's just say it was a good time. So anyway, uh, we're, let me let me get. I, I digressed So. Like two completely different, I mean, everything, nose, taste, finish, everything. I mean, I would say night and day. I mean, if you're really digging into it, like you can, you can, I could search and find some similarities between the two, but I really have to search. And the prominent tastes that I get or, or, um, notes that I get are not there between the two. That's
0: the whole point. Um, they're, they're, they're slightly different styles. Um, they're two different distilleries Yeah, and you know, it, it really does come down to palate preference and some nights your palate is off or your palate is actually more interested in a, in a sweeter, a sweeter glass than it is like a more astringent. I, I know that word kind of invokes like rich hazel, uh, which is not really what it means. It's just more barrel tannins, uh, like, like the yeah. word jazz. You know, look if we if we did these fights, the same fighters five nights a week, we'd probably come up Find with different, different outcomes yeah. at least two or three times, right? Uh, because it's going to come down to just where you're at on that particular day. You know, I know a lot of people are starting to talk about the science of what you've had to eat that day can actually impact, you know, what what flavors you've got, how recently you brushed your teeth, you know, what did you have to drink before you started, you know, the fights. Um, yeah, there's, there's all those things that play into it, but you're right. Those two rise are very different. And that's also kind of the point. Like you've got a right hander and then you've got a Southpaw and you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, which, come yeah.
0: which, which is your fighter, you know, and, and on any given night, it, the, the Southpaw could win and some nights the righty's going to take it. Uh, But you're but you're definitely right, though. They're very, very different rye whiskeys.
2: Yeah. So I was drinking. I had rare breed. So I was drinking rare breed along with you guys. I didn't have Pikesville. And I think Chris was mentioning a lot of the citrus stuff, but he couldn't place it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I get um, I'm thinking this is like like I get a uh, if you I don't know if you've ever had a grilled grapefruit. But I'm getting a lot of like grilled grapefruit, especially if you put care uh, like uh, just raw sugar on top of it and caramelize it into like uh, you know just crusted. I mean, I'm getting a ton of that in this thing. Like that—that's what I, if I were going to serve, give me serve me one thing that tastes like that whiskey. That's what I'd give you. I'd uh, caramelize a grapefruit with sugar, and I'd say here God, you go. That's a,
0: that's really good. Yeah, maybe I should start a podcast, and I should have you on to be tasting notes.
2: Well, um, no, because, no, 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 no. We've already really we've already started one, and I'm looking for a co-host.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like that that that's a really good take, and I'm gonna make sure that Chris hears that because as you're saying it, because I'm also I'm drinking Pikesville right now. Yeah, great grapefruit comes immediately to mind, and you know some people will say it's the power of suggestion. Um, I think it's more of the power of kind of reminding someone of what's something tastes like because okay. everybody's had a, everybody's had a grapefruit
2: but how long has it been since you've had a caramelized grapefruit a caramelized sugar grapefruit
0: right and so i can put together what caramelized sugar tastes like and i could put together a grapefruit and kind of tie those together and so right now you're right like that note is
2: right yeah. there but because what surprise i that surprises me but what so i mean in most rise i get I do get a lot of mint, spearmint, minty, peppermint, whatever it is. It's, it's mint or eucalyptus or uh, 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 menthol in some fashion. And this, to me, I get more of a um, uh, like the so, you know, if you eat the, the whatever the inner part of not the, the little hulls uh, of the grapefruit. But if you eat the little things that keep the hulls inside of it, that's the, actually the bitter part. And it's almost like that that's make, given me the minty taste uh, versus, like, again, this one is like straight up Wrigley Field, man. Hey, Wrigley Field, if you're listening, <laughs> actually, Wild Turkey's listening, and they just said, uh, thank you. We'll take our brand and we'll go uh, get our own. Yeah, we'll, we'll, send, we'll send McConaughey over there we'll, we'll get God, that going. I would love, just, just let me go with him. Just let me go with it All right, all right, all right. Uh, Oh, good stuff.
0: Your blood dropped out again, but I got a a fresh one here. Cool. Oh, yeah, you're good, man. No worries. So, yeah, like getting uh, brand ambassadors do a really good job. Uh, They probably don't need our help.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: Well, (laughs) that's what they think. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah I mean but yeah equally good I, I can see how you pulled a draw on this one for sure uh, I, would, I wouldn't argue with you that uh, it, it would be uh, to me it would be and you were doing it a different setting to me it would just be um, kind of what you were just going through what am I having to eat what am I doing where am I going and uh, you know what's uh, what fits the palate tonight so, so, yeah. so you're
1: gonna sell Pikesville to uh, Derek Jeter down at the, uh, the Marlins down there right there you go
2: anything's possible. <laughs>
0: Hey, there you go. I think more, I think more formal ball players need some alcohol brands. It's true. Maybe they could, maybe they could partner with uh, heaven Hill for a little marketing. There, you, there go. you go. There you go. Uh,
2: Hey, well, let's get into this one. So, uh, Mickey, you got some things to bring up and it's, um, I think we've got a big week coming up or a big day coming up. Uh, t- is it tomorrow or, uh, Wednesday? So, uh, Wednesday we're going to be making an
0: announcement, um, on uh, a pretty big giveaway that we're going to be doing uh sunday this coming sunday is is going to be the one-year anniversary of us doing sunday night fights congrats man. cheers yeah cheers yeah, i mean you know, we we started it as kind of a just a little thing that we did and we never knew it was going to stick around as long as it did and you know we didn't really know that we were going to be interested in continuing to do a thing or people would even want to watch it um, and we're glad that they do because we love doing it. We have not lost our love of sitting down and, and putting two, putting two whiskeys up against one another. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be fighting. Uh, we're going to have kind of a, kind of a crazy one. It's going to be early times bottled in bond mm. versus old tub bottled in bond. Mm. So this is uh, two bottled in bond whiskeys that are affordable, findable, uh, and really, really good. And we're, we're a little worried cause old tubs, not everywhere yet, but it's starting to hit in pretty big quantities. You can't get it yet.
2: <laughs> no, Actually, I was going to ask you about that cause you've been talking about it and I, but you go ahead. Yeah. You're on a roll, man.
0: So we're going to, we're going to be fighting those two. Cause there's a lot of interest behind that being released because of the price. It's anywhere from 18 to 25 bucks. It's uh, it's a bottled bond, which means four years, right? Minimum. Uh, and it's non-chill filtered and anybody that's ever had distiller's cut, Jim Beam knows what, you know, non-chill filter Jim Beam can taste like. So this is a really affordable, super wide release, although they're calling it a limited release because it's not going to be around permanently is what they're saying, but they haven't said when it will go away either. But it's at a huge, huge release. Massive amounts of cases are coming in. There's a total wine nearby me. That is restocked five times now. Wow! Um, and they've yeah, they've never been out. But I've watched because you can go into their when uh, their, their website and add bottles to your cart, and if you put in a hundred as your how many you want, it'll you automatically adjust. It'll it'll automatically adjust to what they have. Um, so the lowest I've seen them is about a dozen, and then checking it the next day, they're back up to a couple hundred bottles. So wow! Yeah, you know, the shipments are coming in, so it, it should be a really good fight. Um, everybody knows early times. Bottled and bond is um, a stellar, stellar whiskey.
3: You
2: I, know. F- fantastic. I th- for a uh, for a remake. I think we talked about this the last time we yeah. were on. Uh, but yeah, I mean for a. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a remake for a rebrand. Uh, I, I can't imagine anybody sitting back looking, uh, going, "I need to do exactly what they just did." I mean that it, they right. they they nailed it all the way around, man. Reasonable price, great label, great juice. I mean, uh, can you say anything negative about it? Uh,
0: The fact that Buffalo Trace bought it. um, Mm. And, you know, (laughs) that I can, but the whiskey itself, no. I mean, it's got the label. It's got flavor. It smells good. It finishes great. Um, It was a winner on one of our Sunday night fights before. So
2: Yeah, but 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 if Buffalo Trace doesn't buy it, you don't have it.
0: Well, with Buffalo Trace, with, I mean they're probably going to rebrand it again and charge more, and then it'll be allocated. That's pretty much what's going to happen. That's why I'm I, buying I all the faces. Imagine- <laughs> right, try to get it. Try to get it if you can now, because uh, it will not. It will definitely not taste the way it does. Yeah, because different mash bills. Yeah. So that's that's going to be our fight. Your listeners are hearing it first. We haven't even announced this to to our uh, fight fans yet. So you know. Um, and nobody else does right now. Heard it um, here. We're also, also going to be doing a pretty substantially big, uh, giveaway that we're going to be announcing tomorrow as well. Well, we have a couple of sponsors for our, our fight nights. They donate everything that they do. Uh, Joey two spikes does some really cool whiskey related prints and then whiskey links and more does all kinds of custom, you know, uh, things like, you know, uh, cuff links, flasks wallet clips all kinds of things like that uses um the brands and labels on on his stuff and he custom custom makes the stuff so we're going to be doing a huge giveaway of of prize packages from both of them um we're also going to be doing a custom fighting cock bottle and label that nobody has seen yet Cool. Uh, and the reason we're doing Fighting Cock, it was our first winner on Sunday Night Fights.
2: So it was, uh, <laughs> hey, of course it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> that's what started it all. It was Wild Turkey
0: One versus Fighting Cock, and Fighting Cock won. So uh, we're gonna do custom bottles. Uh, so they will be refills. Uh, there's just there's no way around it. I wanted to put it in a different looking bottle, kind of a as a thumbing my nose to Heaven Hill for not giving that beautiful whiskey um you know a better label and a better bottle um so I mean, we're gonna even, be even
2: this is a better label than totally. fighting cock and but i mean you you couldn't really put this against fighting cock but if you did i would go fighting cock we could do that right now if you want to <laughs> <laughs>
0: we might not walk out of here alive <laughs> <laughs> we can edit it
2: out so yeah, there's uh
0: there's gonna be a, quite a few prize packages that we're gonna do um and it's just it's gonna be super fun i think people are gonna be surprised uh the the label that i got made uh for the fighting cock model is really cool um, you know just i think it's gonna be fun and hopefully it'll like i said it'll show heaven hill that they can do better than what they do <laughs> royalties <laughs> uh yeah so it's it's my bottle that i that i'm paying for so it's not like uh they're giving me anything to give away um if they're not going to want to use the label because uh, i'm sure they've got people far more talented than myself to, to to make something but i thought it was a cool tribute to the people that have worked so hard on sunday night fights including like bourbon in indiana picks and pours um bourbon at heart like we've we've got a lot of friends and supporters that help us and so we put their logos in the label, too. So oh, it's kind cool. of a nice way to kind of give back and, and celebrate. They don't know this yet, yeah. uh, but I'm also going to be giving each one of uh, the supporters of Sunday Night Fights one of their own custom models. Very too. cool. Very Oh, cool. sweet,
2: man. Yeah, cool. nice. They don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no, 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 Yeah, Th- this is being released on uh, September. The- <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll no, that so, so, Mickey, all yeah, this is going right to be... Out
1: fight exactly all this is going to be you're you going to announce this chris and yourself are going to announce it on the gram tomorrow uh on wednesday under the bourbon ride club and the urban bourbonist
0: correct yeah okay. we're going to actually host the entire contest through sunday night fights mm-hmm. uh, the it's in instagram the fights. account at sunday night fights
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, because one of the things we ultimately want to do is we want to get to a point where sunday night fights is kind of the the hub for it where we will then be able to link to YouTube and things like that as we start to branch out into different video platforms other than just Instagram Live and IGTV.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. That's exciting news, man! Hey, congrats on a year! And uh, hey, what a what a what a fun little week coming up for you guys! Or a fun the contest coming up for you guys for sure.
0: It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of work though because we expect quite a few people to to enter. Um, but we're gonna do the we're gonna do the drawing live after the fight's over. So kind okay, of little Sunday night fights after dark. We'll be doing the the contest winners too.
2: Very cool. I don't have a golf trip this week, so I may uh, I may make it through the whole fight. So uh, you never know. Exactly. Um, but so I mean that that's I just blended these two. By the way, just to see what uh, it's what, actually what, a good what, blend. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Cause like this yep. one's so like the way I expect a ride to be, and this is not the way I expect a ride to be. I mean, I would imagine, I'm, I'm going to fill a decanter up when we get off the uh, when we're recording this. So. <laughs> it's going to have sure. his own custom. Yeah. I think I'm going to go like uh, like 60 or 70% Pikesville and I'm going to go uh, 30 or 40% rare breed. I think that's going to, that'll mellow this out. Uh, not that it needs to be, but I think uh, this higher proof—it's going to keep it higher proof, and it's going to put the mint and uh, kind of push into this one. So I think it's going to be pretty tasty. Yep, yeah, I
0: think I think that's going to be a blend that you're going to enjoy doing.
2: Hey,
1: Mickey. So. Um you know, one of the things that uh, you mentioned there coming up on a year now, and, and Cal and I talk about this quite a bit too, if you're not looking backward and looking at like some of your earlier videos, you mentioned the kick and chicken was the first one for the victory yep. and looking back and going, Ooh, man, that was rough. Maybe we yeah, we were really bad back then. You're, you're not progressing the way you should be. Right. So in that year of history, what have you guys learned? You know, obviously it's a, it's a tremendous success for you guys. You know, what what do you, what have you learned through that? And what are you looking forward to next year? God, I think we still suck. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. no. I, no, I, no but
2: you're I mean, on our podcast, so you don't suck that bad.
0: I, I, look, I appreciate that, but I mean, that's always the thing that that's on my mind. Is like, I, like I, I, look at Chris sometimes during the fight. I'm like, why the fuck does anybody watch this? Like, <laughs> it's just two idiots, you know, on on the north and <laughs> uh, northern and southern parts of the United States talking whiskey on the internet. Like, why would anybody care about this? And I'm glad they do, because I know I do. And I know that Chris really cares. And, you know, you know, how have we progressed? I think that we stopped trying to be, like, I think initially early on, at least me, and I'm not going to speak for Chris, but I think there was pressure that I put on myself to really kind of be in that more of that reviewer kind of mentality, you know, like I was in my head, like a point system or. Mm-hmm i getting the right tasting notes am i able to be, and I, I was worried about all of this stuff that ultimately nobody cared about and i think that we just we we started to get more interactive with the audience as we went along um some people talk mad shit that you know <laughs> what's going on and, you know me you know from Picks and pours is always saying something to, to get me off you know off topic <laughs>
3: um,
0: and, I, and that's the thing like that's the stuff that i think that we've found our our comfort level with and it's become less of we've got to get this perfect show that people are going to be super engaged with that people are going to want to tune in you know every week or two to, to watch like we stop worrying about that stuff and just kind of being ourselves uh, i'll be honest the, the the two idiots you see on- <laughs> that's who we
2: are Wait, hold on hold on dan did he just call us two idiots
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think so no i, I,
2: I, I will accept that
1: yeah <laughs> we've <were> called worse
0: <laughs> that's that's the thing it's like it, it's it's fun we enjoy it and i think as long as we enjoy it we will keep trying to to make sure that it's at least entertaining and interesting to watch uh and you know what when it's not we'll give up the ghost and let it go you know, people yeah. are just like, oh, this is repetitive or, you know, you guys know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Cool. You know, uh, if, if it's just not something that we're enjoying, we'll, we'll wrap it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But here we are a year later. I mean, I didn't think it would go four fights, yeah. you know, it's gone quite a few. So I, I think that over the next year, I think we'd like to branch out more. Like I said earlier on about getting onto a video platform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that allows more engagement with the audience is less quirky and clunky and just, you know, you get the quality's better. I, I just, I think that that's going to be our next move. Cool. Although we really do love the Instagram format because that's, that's our home. That's our home base. Like we don't have big Facebook pages. We don't have, you know, big websites. We don't have any of that. And Instagram's our home and we like it. Yeah. So we'll see what the, we'll see what the year does. There may be at some point a Sunday night fights barrel pick. Um, but there may be something in the works down the line where we start doing some, some other fun stuff that's extracurricular.
1: That's really cool. We'd love to see a barrel pick from you guys for sure. Couldn't wait to see. It. I know Chris, uh, he couldn't join us this month because he had some other things going on, but he recently yeah, had some stuff, some interesting stuff going on in Chicago of his own there, didn't he? Yeah.
2: He did. I'd, I'd rather, t- I'd rather oh, okay. taste it too. to see it.
0: There it is. There so, it yeah, is. That's, uh, this is Chris's barrel pick of Union Horse, which is uh, out of Kansas. And don't turn your nose up, folks. It's know Kansas. <laughs> Uh, but it's a uh, really great whiskey and it's their own whiskey. They're not sourcing. Um, and I will say this, like I've picked a few barrels in my time. Chris picked a winner. Mm. Like this is, this is a magic, this is a magic pick. And I don't say that cause he's my friend. Yeah. Um, he even told me, he's like, look, if you don't like it, I'll understand. Just tell me what you think. And I, I, it's phenomenal. Like, he did, he did a great job.
2: Hey Mickey, maybe for people that are just listening, if they're not watching us on YouTube, uh, you want It's Reunion Horse, and uh, what's the? So it's Union Horse, uh, and it, he picked a barrel proof rye whiskey, um,
0: and it's insane. It's it's one hundred and twenty two point seven two proof, Woo! and it is almost six years old. So it's pretty nice. much five years, ten or eleven months, depending. On uh, when it came out. Um, it's different than most rye whiskey. So a lot of people are accustomed to Indiana rye, Sam GP, yep. uh, or or a lot of Kentucky ryes. This has its own profile, but it's unmistakably rye whiskey, but it's a lot of cherries. So if you like a really oh, dark dark man. cherry, it's so freaking good.
1: That sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I, I, I got a little busy there for uh, um, when he did that, and I when I finally got up and away from some of this stuff that was kind of crushing me, I was like, what what just happened? What what did he do? <laughs> this is, looks amazing. So I can't wait to have Mana talk about it because um, just knowing him and his tasting notes, and you know how you and him talk, and and you know how your palates have developed over time, I can only really imagine how good it is. And yeah, congrats to him, man. I look forward to talking yeah, to him more I, about that.
0: I'm super, super happy for them. And I think that I'm not sure if the store that did the pick is sold out yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think that day one, they sold a ton of it.
2: Cool. What, what, and where is the store in Chicago?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the crazy thing is, if you think about it, like this is a Kansas whiskey,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Being sold outside of Kansas. And it's a barrel selection. And they were able to move a large quantity of it. Like yeah.
1: that's pretty freaking cool. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully we'll have him on, um, in September when you guys come back on for your, for your update for the fight you just announced. Um, yep. and then he can kind of shed some more light on, on that and you know how that process worked and, uh, and all that. So it's an awesome job by him for sure.
0: I'll try to hang on to some of this and not drink it all before that <laughs>
2: so we can taste. Don't send uh, Cal any. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, but it is, on a serious – back to I'm, – I'm, I'm I'm really regressing here. I know uh, we're probably going to wrap up in a minute. But, uh, like, I'm going – now that I'm back into this blend, I'm like, the blend wins. I mean, that is – that's uh, that's definitely getting decanted tonight. And that is, uh, that, that's just, I mean, I, I don't know how it could get much better.
0: Well, this explains the draw pretty well, right? Mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, they complement each other perfectly, man. I mean, it's, um, and you know what I've, uh, so the mint is really toned down over here uh, on the, uh, on the rare, uh, rare breed. And the Pikesville has actually got some mint. And now it's turned into more of a cinnamon, uh, like a cinnamon disc for me. Uh, so my Wrigley's spearmint has now turned into uh big red, <laughs> big red. Yeah. I love it.
0: <laughs> Cinnamon's a great whiskey note too. Like it, it is, I think people will say baking spices a lot and you can infer a lot of things from baking spice. You can say, well, is that nutmeg? Like what, what Mall is, spice. what is your baking spice? Right. Like, what is that? And I think for the most part, cinnamon is what most people mean.
2: Right. Well, yeah. yeah, I think one of your listeners said the other night. They uh, or one of your uh, the the fight followers, fight fans. uh, Somebody said uh, fruitcake, and my my immediate response was, "How the fuck do you know what fruitcake smells like? Because who the hell who eats fruitcake? Right. (laughs) You just keep passing it around the family every (laughs) year, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's like you don't know what the same fruitcake since nineteen seventy two. You 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 just keep (laughs) handing it. You don't know what that smells like. Uh, so let's see. So hold on. So we've gone through. So we got an anniversary coming up. we got a lot of giveaways, uh, several giveaways. Uh, they're going to be uh, to and fro. Uh, you guys are going to be plugging the shit out of Instagram uh, until Sunday. People are going to hate us until Sunday. Yes. Because that's all it's going to be is post after post. Well, when you say they're going to hate you. <laughs> yeah
0: i was assuming they did already yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: just like in tombstone right cal just like in tombstone no now i really really hate you well well played (laughs)
2: Um, all right so mickey so we want to get you on one night for um for bourbon and a movie uh you don't have to give us your you don't have to give us your favorite movie now uh you or you could but you don't have to it could be a surprise we could maybe better for a surprise but we're gonna run bourbon and and a movie, and uh you know it could be are you gonna have popcorn with this and it's like no, I'm having mellow corn I don't need popcorn with it, but I do need um right. you know maybe maybe I get those uh chocolate covered raisins that go down with it and then you it's know that's
0: or like goobers, yeah
2: yeah and then you know and, and pair it up and uh, and and break down a movie i mean that's probably a good one to to get on with
0: i I would definitely love to do that i i love i love movies so we could we could definitely do. We could talk shit about Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> That's a middle of a movie. There's no beginning and no end. It's just like, hey, what? Like, what did I? Wa-? I felt like I read the the middle six chapters of a book mm. and skipped the beginning and end. I'm like this. Movie is nice. Just Tom Hanks on on a on a destroyer.
1: I'm with you there on that. Yeah, yes, absolutely with you on that one, Mike. No, <laughs> no, no, I
2: mean basically, it's like uh, it's uh, what's uh, what's the Walter movie? Wilson. What's the Wilson movie? Yeah, Castaway. Yeah, Castaway. Uh, yeah, castaway. castaway. It's, what, ca- yeah. it's Castaway, except except he's on a uh, he's on a ship. It's like right, this it's time he's not stranded on a plane island.
0: crash and without the rescue. Yeah, like it's just him on the island. And that's it that's the entire that's the entire movie
2: there, like instead of being stranded on an island you're stranded on a ship
1: the best thing about the best thing cal about and mickey you'll, you'll 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 get this about castaway was the wilson character on the volleyball but in golf wilson the golf ball has made a wilson golf ball with the the hand on it <laughs>
0: oh yeah,
1: oh, so yeah. Good. oh yeah so good
2: this is not scripted this just came this just happened (laughs) this is not scripted this is called uh, this is uh this is brainstorming at this point
1: no it's out there it's out there we'll send you one that's a
2: real thing
1: yeah we'll send you one
3: yeah
2: oh god i love it (laughs) well to wilson (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm actually blending again I, i can't lie I
1: forgot, I forgot Mickey was a big movie guy. In the first episode with you, Mickey, you mentioned a movie. I forget which one it was, but uh, I'll have to go back and look. But um, Yeah, you mentioned a movie in the first episode. So we were thinking about a couple different ones, but we'll, we'll, we'll reach out to you offline on which no, one no, you want no, to no, do first. Yeah, no, let's not
2: get into that. But yeah. Mickey, you didn't blend at all, right? You're, are you, you're, no, you're, you're, you're a purist?
0: We, no, we actually did blend. Sometimes we blend at the end of the fight. If we have leftovers, we'll
2: do it. We did blend Sunday night. No, I, I, pa- I like the blend. I was passed out. So I
0: can't lie. Yeah, we
2: actually it was great. Yeah, that I think that's fantastic. So, but are you always are you more of a purist, just straight up all the time, or do you like a blend?
0: I'm morally morally flexible when it comes to whiskey. Uh, You know, I will I will try things (laughs) just to try them. Uh, I've made Manhattans out of a out of Kentucky Owl Batch One, which is kind of blasphemous because it's such a you know complicated delicious rye
2: whiskey and sir is it, it is it is it your liquor yeah you can do whatever the hell you want to with it true story uh so yes i'm not
0: i i prefer my whiskey neat generally um, that's if i had a hard rule it would be neat over anything else but i will make a cocktail out of a really expensive bottle of whiskey i'll do it
2: i mean if it's a really good one Oh yeah,
0: I mean I'll I'll try it. I'm I'm totally totally down. I try different glassware. I still always come back to this, but I God, try I it know anyway. I love that one. I, I try tried anyway cuz I want to know. Well, you guys but, yeah, are- I'm, I'm-
2: Hey, drop the uh drop the name. Uh could you tell me the name? I know I've asked you like a dozen times and <laughs> I keep forgetting, but will you tell me what the name of that glass is, like who makes it?
0: So it's a yeah, it's a Canadian whiskey glass, Denver and Dealy. Um I sure hope I'm pronouncing the last part of that correctly. Um, they're, they're pretty active on Instagram. Like they're an Australian company, but they have distribution in North America. So it's not like if you order a glass from them, you're play, you're paying the, you know, exorbitant shipping from Australia tax. Um, the, the glasses are heavy. They're hand blown, uh, great quality. Um, they're just, they're beautiful glasses. And honestly, like I struggle to drink whiskey out of anything but that I try, but yeah.
2: it's just not, good. Hey, like these are dead to me. I'm I'm, hold, actually, I'm I'm holding up a Glen Karen glass and I know people still love them in traditionalist or uh, like you know the Glen Karen is the only way to go but I, I think you miss so much by doing that I mean it's uh, I, I mean I think you trap yourself into uh, I think you trap a lot of notes in there that can't get exposed and I, I think there's a miss you know and
0: look the, the the whiskey tasters like they do the competitions will swear that you can only use Glen Karen and and there's a reason why because it does channel you know the 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 nose to you and then when you drink it it's a very direct pour on your palate and i understand that they look for consistency and that's that's what they really enjoy i'm not that guy like i want to be able to drink something comfortably still get great notes out of it and you know be able to enjoy the glass that i have glenn cairns
2: have never done it for me because i got a big ass nose
1: you said it's from Australia, right? <laughs> you said you said it's from Australia, hey, right, hey, Mickey?
2: Uh, yeah. Hey, get, get the note. Get the note. Uh, mark I'll the, pull it, mark I'll, the time.
1: I'll pull it down. I'll pull it down. Um, tangent. We're going to go on tangent here, Mickey. Those Australians, man, they are really good at a lot of things regarding alcohol and surfing. Uh, uh, oh surfing. God, no, no 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 not that tangent cal not that tangent <laughs> we are not going down that tangent it's, it's uh, a
2: it's a golf it's a golf thing
1: oh mickey uh, mickey, thing. mickey uh cal's favorite golfer is adam scott and he played last week and he looked great he had a great tan first and time, in else. Forever. Oh, first my time in goodness. forever but where i was going though was You mentioned how their glassware was so phenomenal. We were talking earlier about synthetic corks, natural corks, uh, screw caps, whatever. Australians are the ones that have said, you know what? guys listen the screw cap is the best thing ever in terms of like closure we're going to use it on our best wines we're not we're not messing around with synthetic corks or real corks. we're going screw cap and it doesn't matter how good the wine is this is what we're going to use why would you want to buy a device to open a bottle of alcohol when this is better than that so you know there's screw caps in, in australia for wines it's all over the place they, they've been pioneering that and it's been phenomenal
2: yeah, but they're not they're, making booze. They
1: are, they're making wine.
0: Oh, they are. Oh, they're making whiskey, too. Oh, are they? Yeah, there's a—you can't get it because it's only down, down under, but there's a Tasmanian rye whiskey that I would kill to get my hands on. And it's a small little distillery, and I forget the name, and so I apologize to that distillery, but they are making whiskey down there. Um, it's exorbitantly expensive for them to do so. Because they still pay that crazy Australian alcoholics mm. tax, mm. you know that's that's really what it is. Like their their whiskey is taxed, all their liquors taxed so heavily because their society yes probably drinks a little more than they should, uh, and also like a lot of the American exports uh, are proofed way down. Yep. so some things that are ninety proof here end up there at eighty, mm. uh, and even Jim Beam has a seventy four proof white label. Wow. Which would be, you couldn't sell in the United States because it (laughs) doesn't qualify as bourbon anymore because it's not at least 80 proof. Yeah,
2: you could give it it away. Maybe. Maybe. I don't don't even know if you could. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I mean, imagine a 74 proof Jim Beam. Mm -mm. Uh, hmm. Why would you want that?
2: I I don't even want like regular Jim Beam anyway. Right. There's better Jim Beam. (laughs) Mm. Exactly. Better Beam products. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, w- I would run from that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The Aussies, the Aussies are smart. They're they're like, yeah, we're gonna do screw caps. It it seals tight. Mm-hmm. There's less breakage. It's less expensive to manufacture. We're not charging you extra for the cork. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Absolutely. No, very innovative, very innovative. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah.
2: yeah, the Japanese haven't gone there yet. So when they do, then I'll think, because I, I think they're doing, I think we're, do you think we're racing to catch up with the Japanese?
0: I think America is so far behind in that Scotch style of whiskey that the Japanese have really perfected. Um, I I think that there's some all there's some small craft distilleries in the United States that are toying with stuff like that. Like America, United States does bourbon really well. Um, you know, we we do rye really well. I don't know that we need to go and try to compete with Japanese whiskey or Irish or even Scotch. To be honest, like most American, North American, you know, uh, single malts, they're they're okay. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna go and get a Saint George you know, from California, I get a single mall and go, wow, I'm going to, this is going to replace my Macallan. Mm
3: -hmm. You know,
0: you're just, you're not going to do that. You may have some St. George, but it's not going to replace anything. And I think that the Japanese can't do bourbon. They can't do rye. You know, the Scotland can't either, you know, the (laughs) French have been trying to do all kinds of strange whiskeys and none of them, none of them come close to what we do. And that's okay. We can't, we can't do, you know, some of the insane scotches that are coming out of, you know, the northern part of the U.K. Like, There's no way we can compete. They're just very different styles. And it should be okay that each country has their own regional awesome.
1: Exactly. It, it, that, that's that's what it's all about, right, Mickey? It's all about the the, the, the differences and the different cultures and what they're able to be best at. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that – I don't think they should be able to do a great bourbon, et cetera, right? So, yeah, so –
0: like funny too, like in San Diego because it's a big naval, you know, naval base. Everybody down there, all they want is Japanese whiskey. Mm. Mm. You know, because they've been there. They've
2: it, well, been they there. they've been sitting over there drink drinking Japanese whiskey, and they're like shit, man. I mean, this is good shit, <laughs> and it's good, excuse me, good juice, and uh, like I, I and it's it's not expensive. Yeah. And it like it's better than the bottom shelf, I, and I don't want to say the JD name on here, but it, it or the JB <laughs> name. But it's it's better than the bottom shelf. The bottom shelf over there is like at least middle shelf over here.
0: Correct. I, I, I would have to. I would have to agree with you there. Like the Japanese <laughs> don't drink crap. <laughs> yeah, it's like why crap. would
3: you? Yeah,
0: they Yeah, they're not going to do it.
2: No, it's called they, sake. We,
0: Yeah. And you can drink a lot of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting thing that's, uh, that's progressing. And we'll see how we make it through it. But um um well I'm man I, it, gosh this was models. a
1: ton of fun all i can say about that this is a ton of fun mickey um and uh hey i think we got some some sports teams some uh you know they we got the the marlins and the cubs some new bourbon for their for their um
0: stadiums I think we've set them up
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh cal uh anything other any other closing comments there bud
2: uh, all I would say is uh, make sure to follow Sunday Night Fights. Mm-hmm. I don't want to steal Mickey's Thunder because he may want to close, but uh, it's a big year for them, and I really do appreciate uh, Mickey Pinstripes for coming on, even though it could be Mikey on the uh, other show. Give him a follow, give him a listen, and uh, it's it's a great time, a great time on Sunday night. So uh, uh, Other than that... I see why you picked it uh, a draw and I'd say blend them and nobody has to fight about it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. That's pretty good.
1: That's pretty good. Hey, thanks Mickey for being on buddy. We really appreciate it. Don't hang up yet. We'll talk to you afterwards, but, um, thanks for being on. And, uh, I thought we had a great time. Cal, anything else?
2: Mickey, you want to plug yourself again? No, I really don't. Just (laughs) thank you guys for having me on. Uh,
0: really appreciate being on the show i love like i said i love talking with you guys about pretty much wherever our tangents run off to Mm -hmm. um just always a good time and i'm a big fan of your show so keep up the great work thanks buddy
2: all right the virtual bar is working cheers Mm -hmm. cheers (laughs) cheers everybody